So how would you describe a podcast like The Shared Desk? It's a podcast that took its sweet time to do a promo. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that goes without saying. I mean, you could say The Shared Desk is a podcast about collaboration, because that's what we do. Wait, 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 wait. There's a lot more to The Shared Desk. You got our Loot Crate looky loo. Oh, what's in the box? And then what we're doing when we're not writing, usually it's pretty nerdy. Nerd! And then there are the drop-ins. Has the whole world gone crazy? Yes, there are drop-ins. And we love having guests on the show. It's the shared desk after all. And if it's Katie or Lauren, you get some lovely singing as well. So find The Shared Desk on iTunes, Stitcher, or at thesharedesk.com. The Shared Desk. Two writers. One podcast. Different different points points of view. Greetings from TG Geeks webcast where... Ben. And Keith, the two gay geeks, talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery. Sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre. You name it, we talk about it. Find our episodes each week on tggeeks.com. Visit our Facebook page, TG Geeks Webcast. On Google Plus and YouTube, look for us as Two Gay Geeks. You can tweet at TG Geeks and at the Two Gay Geeks. Or call our feedback line at 469-TG-Geeks. That is 469-844-3357. Happy listening. Peace. Cheers. Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 134 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. I am once again joined by my wonderful co-host, Ray. How you doing, Ray? I'm doing good, Joe. You're so good at that intro line. <laughs> <laughs> I, I read it. <laughs> All of the inflections are in the right places. It just like it comes out so smoothly, just rolls off the tongue. Good job. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, thank you. How, how, how's uh, how's the holidays uh, situation working for you right now? The good news and bad news. The good news is I'm done in terms of um, my MFA semester from hell and work. I just got home from my my last day at work uh, for the for the year. So nice. hooray, you know, commence vacation. Um, I guess yes. commencing vacation for me now means packing up all my shit and moving it to a new apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! Oh man, Ray! <laughs> Congrats! Your when, prize is this. <laughs> <laughs> when you told me you're gonna have to do it again, I was like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, you know, it's it's what you got to do to. You know, I'm saving money and I'm I'm gonna be more comfortable with my pets and everything. So it's a good thing ultimately, otherwise I wouldn't be doing it. But um Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's just looking around my apartment tonight going like, All right, well, this uh, <laughs> all of this is gonna go somewhere. Uh yeah. <laughs> what about you, man? Are you are you done with your your uh school semester yet? No. <laughs> 
God, wow. no. This has been the long. I saw, I saw a meme online that was like, this semester has been so long. It's gotta be December the 47th. <laughs> That's great. I mean, yeah, it's, it's out there. I was just reading some articles today going like, the, actually, it was an article on io9, which was really great. It was, can you believe all of this stuff happened this year? <laughs> they just went over <laughs> different things that feel like they happened one or two years ago. But nope, it was all earlier this year. Yeah, and that's the weird thing. Like, I think when we're going over all this stuff, it was like everything happened in the first half of this year. And yeah. then nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then we talk about it for the rest of the year. Yeah. So it feels like it happened in a different year, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, have oh, you been man. doing any uh, any geeking out? Yeah, actually. Um, you know, isn't it funny how I always find a way to squeeze that in? Mm-hmm. Um, lately, my thing has been so, – so I'm at work, and uh, I it's, it's a very busy time of – uh, uh, the year for us in, in admissions because we're, it's a major recruiting season. Um, but the closer that we get to the holidays, the, the less it's about travel and, and kind of gathering the students and the more it is about processing stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm able to spend more time in my office uh, on my headphones, you know, either listening to music or whatever. Usually that's what it is. It's listening to music because um, some of my coworkers are able to listen to podcasts while they, while they, answer emails and file paperwork that must be a superpower man i don't know how they do that yeah seriously <laughs> I, I i don't have that skill no neither do i and i was talking to my coworker glory about that today i gave her a shout out at the end of the last uh, episode that we recorded and she said that at first she also wasn't able to but it was something that she worked on and trained herself to do so, so now she can listen to podcasts follow them and write emails at the same time that's um, that is a talent. I, I yeah, am jealous. Yeah, and I'm and I'm tagged in some of those emails, and they are very well written. So you know, I'm <laughs> impressed. Um, but anyway, one thing that I have been able to listen to while I'm processing stuff is um, YouTube videos. There's a lot of. I mean, if you're a geek, I'm sure you've you've watched or come across this stuff. There's a lot of content on YouTube that is just you know various YouTube personalities or critics or whatever. Um, you know, dissecting movies or talking about the latest geek news or, or whatnot, right? And they make these cool mm-hmm. little, like, entertaining, like, nine-minute or less, like, videos that are easily digest- digestible. Um, I've been watching a lot of those, and I actually came across uh, one earlier this week, one channel that is, like, now my favorite. It's called E-Man's Movie Reviews. It's E-M-A-N, uh, short for Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, I have been geeking out so hard because this guy is great at um like positing his different theories of, around like all these different geek properties and he like pays really close attention to detail in like the story stuff. There's stuff that I'm like, "Wow, I didn't notice that in Infinity War or I didn't notice that in, you know, Black Panther or whatnot and or Ant-Man and Wasp." And um they're really in-depth uh, they're really geeky and they're really well made. So I've been geeking out all week listening to just various movie reviews and and theories that he's putting out there. And it's on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. You should check him out. It's a lot of it's it's he's popular. He does get you know quite a few thousand uh, views and regularly. Uh, and he's just good at what he does, man. He's in he's a film critic in Chicago. Um, 
That's awesome. Yeah, his name is Emmanuel Noizet, and uh, he goes by Emans uh, on YouTube. Yeah, check it out. So that's what I've been awesome. doing. Awesome. Yeah, I definitely will. Oh, man. That's cool. Yeah. I, so many, so many great, he has so many great theories and stuff on Endgame. Like, I, I just want to interrupt you about <laughs> that. So we'll get to that. I'm, I'll definitely give him credit for, you know, anything that, uh, that, that I want to share from his channel. But yeah, definitely check that out. All right. Now, now I'm intrigued and I have a feeling that some of our listeners, when we get to shout outs today, I'm going to tell, talk about the, the, the riots you're causing. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, what about you? For, for me, I okay. So you know, I just finished the Harry Potter series on audiobook. That's it right. has ruined. Yes. It has ruined me. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I have tried like four different audiobooks, and I'm just like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> it's like it's really like, bad. <laughs> like, are they? What do you mean? Like the the different books are not like scratching that itch for you that Harry. Potter yeah, they're did? just not, or they're too like. I was like, okay, I'm going to try something new. So I got a whole bunch of recommendations from people, and I found some that sounded really interesting. And I, the, the beginnings just aren't catching me. I'm not saying I'm not going to ever go back and 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 do them, you know, listen to them because that would be a waste. But they're just for my mm-hmm. commute right now. I just I don't have the the focus to. I'm not enjoying it as much. And then. Okay. Um, I, so then I was like, well, let's go to something that I've read part of but never got through, and maybe that'll work. And so I, I got the sort of genre, you know, old school epic fantasy. Yeah, no, not not when driving. No. Lots and lots of places that mean nothing, and like I'm sure it's a wonderful book, and I remember reading about halfway through – when I was in high school or junior high and, and enjoying it, but it, for for the drive when you're tired, mm. too 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 much to focus on. So, um, yeah, I've been flittering around between like actual play podcasts. There's kind of an interesting one called the Campaign, um, which uh, the I think they're doing Sky Flyers or or some other like it's basically I forget the exact title of this campaign but it's basically sky pirates and um and it's kind of like i do like them production value is good the characters are fun so i can do a little bits of that here and there um Mm -hmm. but honestly i just i ended up turning on just like i've got because i got a new car i've got serious radio until like mid-january so I've just been listening yeah. to music because I just I can't focus enough on any of the audiobooks. Um, I did yeah, take advantage while, of that trial period, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, while I was um, like folding clothes today and stuff, I I was listening to Percy Jackson, um, okay. which, which is another young adult uh, fantasy yeah. series, and and I've read the first book in a half. I'm terrible at finishing books, so. <laughs> Um, that one's a little bit easier. I think, I think for my attention span and tiredness level, I think, I yeah. think young adult fiction is what I've got to stick to with, with the audiobook. So I'm giving that a try and seeing if I can kind of latch onto that for the next couple of days of commute. And when you, when you listen to the music, does that keep you up though? Does that keep you awake? No. No, right? Yeah. I no. Think same thing. Yeah, so when that happens, well, this is this is the theater geek in me. When it when that happens, I switch over to like 
musical theater soundtracks. And, and then I can kind of sing along and try and keep myself awake. And you're watching the story, the stage show, like in your mind's eye, right? Like, yeah, exactly. And, Mm -hmm. and, um, like casting it with my, with my students, even though it's a show, like there's shows that I'll never be able to do. (laughs) Like one of the, that sounds fun actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the, one of the shows that I've seen, I saw it a long time ago and I remember thinking the title is what ruins this show for high school directors is uh best little whorehouse in Texas. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I could never do that at my, but honestly it's really surprisingly not risque at all. Like it's really a very tame musical, but y- y- you can't, you can't do, you can't do that in high school. Like, I there's just no way. Did that start as a musical? Um, I think it was started as a musical, and then they made it a film, and then they turned it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. I didn't know that. Um, that's cool. Yeah, you know what? When you started talking about uh, how you were ruined by the Harry Potter books, um, kind of reminded me of that that kind of phenomenon that happens on Netflix. Um, and it's it's I mean, lots of people have, have talked about this or pointed this out where um there's three shows that are on netflix like the full run of the show that are very popular there's friends there's parks and rec and there's the office and what happens for a lot of people is the cycle of netflix is rewatch friends beginning to end rewatch the office beginning to end rewatch parks and rec beginning to end and then try something new get two episodes in and then rewatch friends beginning to end. <laughs> and it just go, you just go around in circles. And I, I can speak from personal experience. I've actually done that cycle a couple of times. So <laughs> I think it's, it's just when you find that thing that you like, that is just like, it's soothing and interesting and familiar. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, it's a good thing and a bad thing. It's awesome to find that, but then, you know, other things are not going to compare. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. But that's where we're at. That's where we're at. And it's not, it's not so bad. I, I think getting a couple of weeks off for the holidays will kind of reset me and then I can maybe go and, and explore some of these other books and, and, and do that a little bit more. Yeah. It's been interesting, um, this, this season or semester to see how our tastes have gravitated towards comfort because of kind of the, the workload and, and stuff going on in the rest of our lives, you know? Um, and then I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited for when I feel uh, caught up and a bit more recharged because that's when I just get really ravenous about like discovering like new geek stuff. To yeah. Me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the beginning and the beginning of the year, I think is a good time for that because as we're going to discuss a little bit in this uh, episode, there's a lot of cool stuff. There's a lot of cool stuff that happened this year and there's a lot of cool stuff happening. Next yeah. Year. Next year's got the potential of being kind of crazy awesome. Yeah, right? But, like, sneaky good. Like, I haven't really – I don't get yet the sense of, like, excitement of, of about all the things that are, like, just on the horizon. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool. a lot of that stuff is stealth. I mean, there's some stuff that I'm like, oh, I didn't know that was going to be a thing. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we are going to we could we could sit here and talk about talking about it, but let's just let's just talk about it. We're going to go to commercial break and then we'll come back and we're going to review 2018 and get excited about 2019. So we'll be back. I'm Void and I'm Beach, and together we're the Geek to Geek podcast. Well, we make it. 
It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. Hi everyone, I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea, and we are the hosts of Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. We are two best friends who love pop culture and talking about pretty much whatever we want. Katie! Yes? Stop thinking about Zac Efron and tell our future listeners what some of our latest episodes have been about. Well, we've talked about Zac Efron. No, get it together, Katie. Fine. We've talked about fan fiction, classical literature adaptations, favorite TV couples, and so much more. So grab your cup of tea or whatever your drink of choice and download our podcast today. And we're back and we're diving right in to our year in review episode. Um, should we start with the obvious trilogy of amazingness? <laughs> That's so funny because I made a list of things to talk about and there's no rhyme or reason. And I'm like, I wonder how Joe's going to want to attack this. Um, I mean, there's, there's, it's kind of nuts how much stuff we have now. Like, we're so spoiled. Yeah, I feel like there's the good, there's the bad, and then there's Venom. <laughs> That's great. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how else to divide it up. I mean, that just feels like... <laughs> That's awesome. That, that You know what? Um, let's talk about Venom for a sec. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. I feel like our take is his, I have seen kind of consistently agreed with or, or like, you know, seconded along uh, on the internets. I feel like people are saying Venom is, it's not bad. It's just, it's Venom. It's its thing, you know? Yeah. Which yeah. is kind of cool to see that. Um, and I think it, you know, it, to, for me, it goes back to like what we talked about, which was, oh, you know, here we're now seeing takes on, on these properties that are actually, uh, uh, um, we're ready for, you know, because people were, yeah, people were yeah. trying to deconstruct superhero movies before we even knew what the hell that was. I mean, I remember like that Will Smith movie, Hancock and stuff where it's like, oh, what if a superhero, but, or that kind of thing. And now it feels like we're ready for that. And Venom just like mm-hmm. fits perfectly within that. Yeah. And I mean, it was, it was fun. Like, and I think, I think we've put so much pressure on movies nowadays to be epic Yeah, that we don't let them just be fun anymore. Yeah, totally. And so I think this kind of was like, Hey guys, we're just going to be fun. If Venom is going to be a really fun, like at home Netflix watch, like just, yeah. You know, I know what this is. I'm going to get some salty snacks and just like whatever, like have fun with this. Yeah, I would completely agree. And have you, um, I know, you know, we, we've we got Aquaman coming up soon. Have, have you had a chance to see it yet? No, I know you have. Um, yes, I have. Oh, my God, Joe. I want to talk to you about it so bad. <laughs> well, all, all I'll say is this. I feel like Aquaman will also be a very cool, fun Netflix watch. Okay. Someday. All right. Because okay, so I have I have no expectations. <laughs> I have no expectations going into this movie other than Moist Jason Momoa. And I know I'm getting that. So my expectations <laughs> are met. 
Um, oh my god, yes. Okay, good, good. I, I'm almost scared to say anything more. I just don't want to, like, knock you off whatever whatever position you've kind of landed in for, for your, you know, your uh, um, expectation of that movie or what. My, my expectation is it's going to be better than Batman versus Superman. <laughs> Because that has yeah. become that has become my expectation <laughs> of every DC movie. Because if they can't do that, they need to just stop making movies. That is very generous of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll. Um, my feeling is after uh, you and I get to review Aquaman soon that it will have been the year of the good, the bad, and the venom in Aquaman. Okay, that I I can yeah. I can exist in that reality. Because cool. I was sitting here, I was like, as I was going through, because the way I the way I, I picked what what um we needed to talk about from the year in review was just kind of what we have already gone over, and I'm like, there was no DC this year, but then I forgot Aquaman was next week. So yes, that's all right. That's the is that the only DC? Wow, it's the well, only DC. One of the, one of the things I didn't really. Like I said, I just kind of went helter skelter with my list of stuff to talk about, but it's not like necessarily individual properties. A couple times it is. Like I have Black Panther in all caps. I have Infinity War in all caps. But there's also stuff like, um, <laughs> speaking of DC, the fall of the DCU EU. Oh yeah, it's like with the whole craziness that. of the Superman and Lois Lane yeah, and. And who else yeah. is gonna jump ship yet? Do, do we know where? Yeah. Do we know where Batman is in all of this? Like they've given up on that too, haven't they? I believe so. I mean, Ben Affleck has, you know, was looking for an exit for quite a while there, and I think he found one finally. And so, uh, I know that Matt Reeves is still slated to direct the next Batman movie, whatever it's gonna be, uh, and that's about it. So this really was when you think about, you know, the DC EU. We came into this year saying, okay. You know they're they're going full steam ahead with this thing, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and now it looks like they're going to be starting over from scratch, which is kind of shocking, um, especially considering you know, uh, regardless of of you know what we ultimately think of Aquaman as a story, it's doing numbers. Yeah. Well, here's it my is. Here, here's my here's my concern. I. I am not letting my like I should be like they're going to try again and they're starting over and I should be dancing a jig because yay we might actually get some good DC. I have no confidence in them pulling it together and I'm afraid that they're going to reboot and we're going to get more of the same. Yeah. Yeah, that that would be too bad because there was some good stuff. I feel the same way uh you know, I mean I don't want to get ahead of myself but um it's it's kind of a shame when there are good things about it, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, Wonder Woman is is keepable. Um, I wasn't crazy about the first film, but I think there's a ton of potential with that character paired with that actress. Yeah. Um, and I feel the same way about Aquaman. Um, you know, and so my my hope would be that they really take advantage of Flashpoint as a storytelling possibility the way Fox tried to do, you know, successfully and unsuccessfully, depending on how you, where you land with days of future past for X-Men, you know, yeah, yeah. I think flashpoint is a great, perfect, really perfectly sets them up to do what they want to do. If they want to keep some characters recast some 
characters and just do a different take on other characters. You know what I mean? Because you can you can just focus on one or two characters that are going to remain constant and they can show up and be like, oh, my God, this is the same. This is different. This is the same. This is different. You know? Yeah. So that would be my hope for the future of the DCEU. But, you know, we have no confidence that they're going to be able to do that because they haven't been able to pull out anything so far. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. And I feel I feel similarly about the Marvel Netflix shows, which is another thing I have on here to talk about. Yeah, the Marvel um, Netflix shows. I I struggled with Jessica Jones series too. Yeah, I I yeah. felt and I and I I, I kind of have, I haven't watched the second Luke Cage. I haven't watched Punisher. Um, and I'm I'm feeling just because a lot of those, like I like them in concept and there's some good moments, but I feel like it's become very cyclical in their storytelling where. Yeah, they they start something, something happens, the bad guy gets away. The same thing kind of happens, the bad guy gets away until the end. The bad guy gets caught. You know, yeah, you know what it is. The storytelling is just plodding. Yeah, it's just it just plods through. There's no. It almost seems like uh, they're not taking the care to build interest and build exciting kind of um, um, a story like occurrences or, or, or a way in for the audience of interest or, you know, something, you know, turning something on its head and making it different or whatever. Mm-hmm. It just, it just plods through. I'm, I'm finished Iron Fist the first season and I'm about maybe a third of the way through um, the defenders. What do you and think about just, the defenders so, so far? I mean, the thing is that if you sit and you just watch it, like, it's it's cool. It looks cool. I can see what they're trying to do, but it just doesn't it doesn't hold my interest. Like it loses steam. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know. And and so what I found is the way that I'm getting through it is I put them on while I'm painting. Because yeah. then it's like I'm doing something and I'm half listening, half watching, and that's how I'm able to get through. But that's not a good sign. No, you know, no, no, that's no, not, no. That's not, not a, at all. not ideal. So yeah, I don't know. I feel I, I actually listed um, cancellation of the Marvel Netflix shows. That's a a subcategory under a larger category or title that is Marvel acquires Fox properties. Ah, I should say reacquires. So that that's a major thing that happened this year. Yes, major. Yes, but we still don't know how it's going to play out, and I'm I'm a little I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play out though. That's the, that's where I'm at right now. Still, this is going to play out. We're going to see these things. It's inevitable. It's true. It's true. I just, I, I don't know. I feel like I've been a skeptic recently with a lot of this stuff, but I, I I feel like there's like Marvel's doing some really good stuff, but I wonder with this stuff that has a history now, like that's the thing. The Avengers never had a history. Like, they didn't have enough of a background to yeah. kind of taint. So now they're going into a new realm where these movies have already had some some history behind them. And if you reboot them, they're going to constantly be compared to the old ones where Avengers and all that, those properties are, are brand new and fresh and their stories haven't been told yet. 
I'm going to disagree with you there. Okay. Hulk was not fresh. <laughs> and <laughs> and they successfully rehabilitated that character. He was one of the most awesome things about the MCU now. But they only they only rehabilitated the character by realizing that they can't put him in a solo film. Yes, yes. And I would I would even go so far as to argue that um Thor Ragnarok is a reboot almost. I would agree with that. Because, because they didn't knock everything out of the park, you know, right out the gate no. to, to mix metaphors there. Um, you know, Thor 1 and Thor 2 are vastly different take on the character. And I think they saw it. They realized it. They course corrected it. And they did it in a way that the audience was like, game, let's go. You know? Yeah. So so I think given that, I think they have shown signs that it's something that they, they can pull off. Or at least at least it's not like completely, you know, un- unthinkable that they could pull off kind of a, a, a soft reboot of these characters. They even went so far. I don't know if you saw this, this news article, I think it was yesterday. Someone over at Disney went to, or Marvel went so, so far as to say that they, you know, they might just start those series, keep them going from where they are. Uh, the Netflix ones. Yes. Yes. And so, so that started a conversation about, well, if it's true that there was a clause written into these properties that if, you know, for whatever reason they were canceled or they went back to Marvel, that Marvel would not be able to do anything with the characters for two years. So now the question is, are you going to be able to get all the actors back in two years or will they have moved on to other projects? Um, and if that clause is even a thing, like it's kind of been rumored, but I didn't see anywhere where it's actually like confirmed. Um, the other thing too was, and this is all, this is what we're really talking about here is, um, another subcategory I have under, under Marvel acquiring their, their, uh, properties from Fox again is that Disney plus is coming. Yes. And that, that's really what we're, that's what this is all about. I mean, you know, the cancellation, of the Netflix shows, the, the, you know, reacquiring of their X-Men properties. Mind you, a lot of people don't know this, or at least don't talk about this, but they didn't just, Marvel didn't just get back, you know, the X-Men and Fantastic Four. They purchased a lot of Fox content. Yeah. And the reason they did that is so that they would have stuff to feature on their Disney Plus channel or service so that it wouldn't just be, you know, freaking Disney movies and Disney Channel stuff. Yeah, well, and and the, the fact of the matter is, is, I mean, I think all they didn't get was the news um, and the sports and the sports. And I think that's yes. its own thing. Everything else, absolutely everything else is now Disney. Yes. Yes. So, you know, they've already started announcing shows. They're announcing um, star Wars shows. The Mandalorian was announced. Um, they also announced, I just saw this today. They announced a show about centered around Cassian Andor, who was uh, Diego uh, Luna's character in, um, Rogue One. Mm-hmm. So you know we're we're, we're also going to see they've been talking about um a show about around Loki right with Tom Hiddleston as Loki right and um, and they've talked the about a, and, and Scarlet Witch yeah the the smaller yes. the smaller characters doing kind of Netflix style uh, series all of this stuff is 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 intended for Disney Plus which is supposed to launch at the end of 2019 dude we're like a year away from that yeah. That's going to be crazy. That's like, that's going to really change the landscape of like 
these these direct service you know media streaming companies netflix hulu um i think hulu is is part of fox right yeah well uh, it's I like i think netflix. there's there's multiple i think there's multiple channels that feed into hulu okay like there it's okay. it's shared by a couple of of broadcasters because right now i got netflix i got hulu i got hbo now and i got amazon prime and we're gonna add disney to that wow yeah like wow and Another interesting tidbit that I came across today that I didn't realize, um, Mar- Marvel started making Fantastic Four comics again this year. Ah. Uh. <laughs> which, which I – that made me a little bit giddy because, you know, uh, uh, about a year ago, they stopped – they disbanded the team in the comic books. Well, they did the they, same thing they, to the X-Men. They, the X-Men didn't have a, a an actual – like they, they just split everybody up and they sent them right. all over the place. And then, you know, they were in the Avengers. They were all, all in non X-Men properties. And then right, they brought right. them back when they knew they were going to have Fox. And so now just about three months ago, they started publishing Fantastic Four comics again. So, you know, this is all kind of starting to look interesting. <laughs> now you you mentioned some of the uh star wars properties this year was uh also brought us solo um yes. and and i do believe um at the very least the reconsidering if not the downright ending of the solo uh, no pun intended film franchises <laughs> for the um for all these different characters like yeah. i think a lot of them are just like they're like nope we don't need to do those Kind of, it's kind of a, a shades of DC where they announced these crazy slate of movies and then went, oh, maybe not. <laughs> um, and a bunch of Star Wars stuff happened this year. Um, we saw, and I mean, like, yes, like these movies were released and they're making, you know, these properties, but we saw like a lot of cool events. Um, um, the we, you know, with Solo, we got to see uh, the return of Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to see the 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 Kessel Run, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I I from what I've been reading and following, there's a lot of really cool Darth Vader stuff happening in the in the comics in the Star Wars comics as well. Like Darth Vader's like life has been fleshed out in the comic books, and I'm and I'm like I'm gonna be tracking down a lot of these stories soon because a lot of these cool like end of year lists are coming out of like best comics of the year. And a lot of it is the solo or, or, and I'm by solo, I don't mean Han Solo, like uh, uh, the Darth Vader stuff. You're going to have to tell me how that, that goes. Cause I've never been a huge, like, Oh my God, Vader fanboy. Um, what? I, eh. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't, I don't, I think he's a cool character. But he's yeah. not somebody that I have to like follow and be like, oh my god, what's happened? Like, you know, what did he have for tea today? Like, you know, <laughs> like I don't, I don't need to know that. Like, to me, yeah. he had a very good story arc in three movies, and then a less than wonderful story arc in three more movies. And at what point do you no longer need to know anything more about? I mean. Like I, I think I think we got an idea of who he is and how his life is developed. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is I, I kind of follow stories where good stories wherever they are. So, uh-huh. you know, if, if I may not be like super into a certain property, but if I hear there's an excellent issue or an excellent arc, I will I will seek it out. 
Um, one of the things that I'm really interested in is apparently in the so in the Darth Vader comic um, this year there was an excellent issue that kind of went into the the past uh, and and the the relationship between Darth Vader and Grand Moff Tarkin and why they are both so important to the Empire and why they have this really frosty kind of relationship. Um, and it's supposed to be one of the best comic issues, single issues. It's a standalone story in an issue. It's supposed to be one of the best published this year. So I'm going to track well, that down. I, I want to read that, you know, like I want, I want to, I want to see what that story is. Then I will, I will defer to you. And if you're like, <laughs> Oh my God, you must read it. Then I'll go back and I'll go, okay, this will be interesting. But yeah, I don't know. That's something I'm going to, I'm going to hunt down. Now you watch a lot more TV than I do. Um, I do. Did you ever get into any of the star Wars animated stuff? I didn't because I well first of all my husband does not like animated most things. Okay. And so my 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 TV viewing time does tend to kind of revolve around what we can the the, the treaty and the uh, neutral zone that we can come up with. <laughs> <laughs> got um, it. Got it. Yeah, and so so part of it's the fact that um he, we're we're not going to sit down and watch a bunch of cartoons because that just is not his idea of a good time. Yeah, and yeah. Because they are meant to be kid shows, um, the the couple times that I've tried to tune in, um, I just haven't had the the, the attention span for it. Yeah. And so, I I think that it's one of those things that if I did want to go see it, I would kind of look up a watch these episodes list, right, right, and get through a bunch of the. And I know they're out there, and I know some of the people on the network definitely watch it and could say, "Oh, well, yeah, you need to see these episodes, and that'll kind of give you what you need to know." Do please do that if you're listening, because I would like to check out those episodes as well. Um, I also never got into the the Star Wars animated shows, but this year more than you know previous, I've had people recommending that I check them out. Like the, apparently, there's some really good storytelling happening, and there's cool stuff that is actually canon that is mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm. in those shows. So that's really cool. I know I heard this year people were excited that uh, about the the finale of Rebels. And to hear that uh, the Clone Wars show is actually returning, so that that's some stuff that I've, I like <laughs> people that I know or follow online are like really excited about that, and I'm like maybe I should be excited about that. Like I want to check this out, but I'm with you in in in, in the past. Like I remember uh, for a while, maybe a few years ago, people were insisting that I check out Full Metal Alchemist, which is a, a really popular anime, um, mm-hmm. and it just you know the 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 s- s- certain aspects of the storytelling was so obviously aimed at kids that I just couldn't invest and like, it just took me out. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I might I may end up checking these out. Well, I have I have solo and as kind of a in the miss pile. I have um. I have the the marriage of Kitty Pride and Colossus in the mist pile. Um, I I never I never I never went and read it. Like once it was spoiled oh. for me, I was like, I'm out. I'm done. I'm not hunting down the issue. Yeah, I felt so bad for you. You sounded so deflated from that. <laughs> like it was it was like I'm all for a bait and switch if it's a good bait and switch. That was just a cruel bait and switch. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There was another. What was the other comic book wedding that was supposed to happen this year that pissed people off? I remember what it was. 
It was Batman and Catwoman. They were supposed to get yes. married and they did all this promotional stuff and they sold all these special covers and all that shit. And then the big twist spoilers for anyone who <laughs> wants to read this was that it, they didn't actually marry. Like it didn't, they, they, they no. like changed their minds at the last minute. And my understanding is, is that they, they announced it before the issue came out. Oh, that's right. And so, that's and so the all the retailers were pissed because they were like, "Well, now nobody's buying the issues because it's a non-issue." <laughs> yeah, totally. Somebody announced it beforehand in one of the trades or something like that. Ugh, just don't do it. Just don't. Weddings are such a comic book weddings is such a tricky thing. They're always going to be anticlimactic. The only thing you really have going for you is like the nostalgia or uh, you know, kind of that that emotional connection factor. But you know, they're cheesy. <laughs> like everyone shows and they always end a divorce yeah exactly or someone's gonna end up in the negative zone you know <laughs> right well i mean because like i you remember that storm and black panther were married at one point right 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 inevitably someone that's makes not a, a thing anymore someone makes a deal with satan and erases the whole thing you know it's just a mess <laughs> <laughs> it's just don't do it don't do it um there no, was some no, no, no. there was some cool stuff in the, in comic books that I need to catch up with this year. Um, I'm excited to catch up with Saga, which I really love. But I'm collecting uh, one trade at a time, as is as is how I do things uh, now when I read mm-hmm. comics. And from what I understand, there's there's they're on a hiatus now. So they uh, apparently I think with the eighth or ninth trade, um, they kind of brought it to like a climactic. Uh, a finale of, of the, the arc they were on and now they're on a hiatus which is cool because for me it means great i can catch up and you know I'll, I'll be caught up in waiting for for when they resume and i actually i really appreciate when storytellers know when they've told the story they want to tell or or when you know we're gonna wait until we have more story to tell or whatnot like i'm fine with that you know Right. I've right. never been. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what that's what Netflix should be doing with their Marvel series or totally, should have done with their Marvel series. Totally. That's a, yes, absolutely. Because um, one of the things that actually turned me off to like monthly, like, you know, collecting titles, single issues is that it just, you know, that, that they're just going to keep going, you know, like yeah. there was some cool Spider-Man stories told this year. And there was like really long like writing since that came to a close. I know Dan Slott wrote Spider-Man for like almost 10 years and he brought his stint to a close this year. And it's like next month, there's just going to be another writer and Spider-Man is just going to keep going. Um, I like endings, you know? So yeah, so, yeah. yeah I'm excited to, to catch up with Saga. Um, back to films. Yes. Uh, Ready, Ready Player One. I also have in the Miss Pile. Yeah. Um, yeah. very disappointed in that movie. <laughs> you, you love the book, right? Love the book. Yeah. Yeah. See, I just love the book. Steven Spielberg, like later on, it's, it's so interesting to see what his films have kind of evolved into, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder, it makes me wonder about like, not just filmmakers, but like any kind of creator, like when you get, you know, later on into your career, is are you doing things different or are you just doing the same things? And sometimes, I, I mean, I'm sure, you know, sometimes you get 
fucking Jaws, and sometimes you get, you know, Minority Report or, or Ready Player One, which, you know, I like Minority Report, but, you know, it's not a classic. You know what I mean? No. Well, and I mean, I think, I mean, the whole point of Ready Player One was lost on Spielberg, I think. I think he just didn't understand, like, he wasn't. The, the whole story is about 80s nostalgia. And so the story was about him, not about his current perspective and understanding. And I think that's where the miss was, mm-hmm. is that what you needed to do is get a young director that had that nostalgia right. and wanted to recreate it on the screen. So J.J. And <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, honestly, yeah. Right? I think he would have. I think he would have had a good time with it. I mean, yeah, his 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 Ready Player One was probably Super Eight, which is trying hard to be like a like an old like Amblin like eighties era Spielberg film. Yeah, yeah, and, and and that's and that's what you needed because I mean, at the end of a movie based on a book, which is basic theme was, you know, the internet should stay free for everyone and should you know down with capitalism. And then the first thing the hero does in the Spielberg movie when he gets control of the the Oasis is say, well, it's going to be closed every Tuesday and Thursday because you can go out and play outside. Like, no. That's finger-wagging, right? (laughs) It's it's not just finger-wagging. It's grandpa finger-wagging. Like, it's like, you've been on the interwebs too long. Go out and play. Put your damn And it's like... You missed the complete. You completely missed the point of this movie. This movie was not about, like, yes, it was talking about the the problems with cutting yourself off from others, you know, other people and not having those connections. But it was very much playing homage to those of us who have internet relationships and friendships that we've, you know, that span the globe because we can talk to them on on podcasts and, and in video games and, 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 and doesn't acknowledge and accept those as, as valid mm. relationships, right? which right. is, which is a very like nineties <laughs> point of view. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Scared of, scared of technology, scared of <laughs> things they don't understand. Um, the last thing I have in a miss, and I don't know if you have any other misses that you want to talk about, but I, I do kind of have to throw Ant-Man and the Wasp into the, the miss pile. Yeah. What? Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, 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 I love the character, and I just think the movie didn't didn't do much. Hmm, I think Ollie's surprised, too, that you didn't like <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. He's, that was he's being very patient. That was, he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, you know, I have to see it again. I only saw it the one time in the theater. Uh, I, you know, Paul Rudd is so goddamn watchable that, you know, I, it's just fun. It's just a fun movie. And it was exciting to see how it was going to fit into Infinity War. Uh, but yeah, maybe. I mean, I'd, I'd have to, to take another look at it. At this point, it's just all it's all MCU, and it's like some going to be some facet of that. Even a movie that's a mm-hmm. miss is still a, a somewhat interesting piece of the puzzle, the larger puzzle, you know. Yeah, I mean that is that is a miss the, that you can't compare that miss to Red. Like I, I I should not have used 
that as a final miss <laughs> following Ready Player One yeah. and Solo and and the marriage of Kitty Pryde. Like it's not that kind of miss. Well, it just when when you compare it to the other movies in its class in its weight class, mm-hmm. it didn't. I don't think live up to what was around it. Well, speaking, kind of staying on this thread, one of the, 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 the larger topics that I listed was, uh, for this year was unnecessary remakes. Um, Oh my God. Right. There's a couple things that I'm, just kind of yeah. came and went. I don't know if anything comes to mind for you, but for me, I instantly thought of, uh, the Tomb Raider film that was like, who asked for this? Like, why, like, is there really an audience going like, we need to get this right. You know, <laughs> I I want to say, and I could be wrong because I'm not a Tomb Raider Tomb Raider player, but I think a, a new game got released this year, and I think that's why. Like, like out of all the remakes that could be like panned for, why do we need this? I think it might be that that one. That one at least makes marketing sense. A new game, so we're going to release a movie. Is that really a good reason to tell a story? You know, like. If a game is one thing, but like, is think of how much money went into making this movie. Yeah, well, I, I guess we forget that people don't set out to make bad films in Hollywood. <laughs> like, that's yeah. not usually their goal. I don't know. Con Air is a thing. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a ridiculously watchable movie, though. I mean, yeah, I, it is. It seriously, is. <laughs> like. That's one of those that circles around from so bad that it's it's good. That was a huge argument that my roommates and I had in college when that movie came out because they insisted that it was bad on purpose, and I insisted that it was not bad on purpose. Whether or not you, oh no, it was it. not bad on purpose. <laughs> no, 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 it was not bad on purpose. And like Lake Placid was bad on purpose. Eight Legged Freaks was bad on purpose. I am no Con, Con Air was just bad, and it just happened to be so bad that it weren't circled around and was good. I am frightened and oddly impressed at how quickly you had those titles at your fingertips just now, Joe. Well, well because okay, once I mean you've met my friend Rob. Um, yeah, yeah. My friends Rob and Paula. <laughs> Because so Robin Paula would, yeah, he's he's so excited, and I'm like bribing, I'm being, I'm doing exactly what parents are not supposed to do, and just feeding him treats to <laughs> treats to keep him quiet. Um, the we used to we used to have parties to see films that were so bad they were good. Like we would have like big like watching marathons of. I mean, like the first time I saw Showgirls. Was, oh with, <laughs> was with them. And they're like, now we're just going to warn you. This isn't like the other ones. This is only so bad it's good until about two thirds of the way through. And then it just gets awkward and creepy. So we don't have to watch that part. No. That's a whole <laughs> um, different level of fandom that I'm not really a part of. Because no, it, I mean, for me, it's like there's, there's just life is short. You know, like I want good stuff. Like I, I just, my, but my, see, it's about the experience. It's about being able to sit down with your friends and listen to Betty White swear at a giant alligator, like a really poorly created giant alligator. That's right? Isn't Bill Pullman in that Lake Placid? No, I think so. Oh my god, that's right, the giant alligator. I would look it up, but I don't want to give it any more hits on IMDb. <laughs> I also have. That's what we would. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. That's what we, I'm sorry, really, that's what we would do. We would find, like, if there was a movie that we thought was so bad it was going to be good, and we made this mistake with, I think it was Stealth. Like, it was, it was not, it was not bad enough. 
it was just bad. It was not so bad. It was good. That's but we we would. <laughs> Yeah, we would buy tickets to something else and sneak into the bad movie because we didn't want to change the, um, the you know, office? its natural, yeah. yeah, its natural box office take. <laughs> Just like, uh, art, like artificially inflate the 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 gross uh, <laughs> income. Uh, the, the, yeah, exactly. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Um, no, I did that plenty uh, by accident, so. Yeah, <laughs> just it just was buying tickets to anything when I was younger. Um, uh, I also had on my list of unnecessary remakes um, the Lost in Space uh, show on Netflix, which actually I enjoyed the first part of it. I was really excited after the first episode, and I think, and then it just it's just one of those things that just fizzled. And, yeah, kind of. You you finish. It's one of those ones that you finish out of obligation. <laughs> we never started it because I was like, I heard too many, like you hear you like stranger things comes out and everybody's like, Oh my God, it's the best thing ever. Yeah. Um, other things come out and people are like, eh, like iron fist. It's not good. Don't waste your time. Yeah. This, it was like equally divided and the people who loved it couldn't convince me why it was good. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm no, that is, that is a smart take. That's I want to, I, I need to, I need some of that. Um, but yeah, just, you know, and, and it's funny because we had a lot of these unnecessary remakes. I don't know if, if any more spring to mind for you. Um, but uh, at the same time, it, it seems like genre movies have kind of in a way taken over, like even like the prestige platform or what is like previously considered like, well, these movies are fun and popular, but these movies are good adult movies, you know, like these are serious right. movies that are like Oscar contenders. But now, I mean, dude, we had shape of water win best picture and best director. Yeah. Which is kind of insane. Right. Like all, all of a sudden that like kicked the door down for all these sci-fi horror fantasy storytellers that are, you know, they're they're going to be considered in a different way now, which is exciting. Yeah. And I, I, I wish it had happened a little earlier because I really do think Logan oh, yeah. should have gotten something. Absolutely. I mean, Black Panther is gonna is making a big Oscar push, uh, and we got to talk and about And they that. should. And they should get something other than just, well, wow, it was technically good. No, 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 they need to get something in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, a Quiet Place, I don't know if you caught up with that. You don't, I don't know how, you're not crazy about horror movies, but A Quiet Place was amazing. Um, yeah, I've heard that was really, really good. Written and directed by John Krasinski, who was uh, uh, one of the finalists to play Captain America with um, Chris Evans. It actually came down to them, too. And, I might add, is my choice to play Reed Richards in, in the Fantastic Four version of the, M in the MCU version of the Fantastic Four. He would be a really interesting take. He would be a really interesting dude, take. And they could get his wife, Emily Blunt, to be Sue Storm. That would be really cool. I mean, because she was slated to be Black Widow, and uh, she had to drop out for something else. And that's how uh, Scarlett Johansson got the Black Widow role. So how cool would it be for, you know, to kind of come full circle with her and have both of them. They obviously like making movies together. You know, they were in, in yeah. Quiet Place together. So, you know, have have – Give Krasinski a shot of maybe, you know, having a hand in writing or whatnot, and they could be Sue and, and Reed Richards. How dope would that be? That would be really cool. Right? 
Um, we also, speaking of horror, we also had Hereditary come out this year, which I fucking love. I love that movie. That that was that was a mind trip that I have <laughs> like. I had I had purposely forgotten about that movie, and now you have brought it back. And the reason why my puppy is being taken care of me tonight is because my husband's staying somewhere else tonight. So thanks a lot, Ray. I see people crawling all over my ceiling tonight. That was the most epic shot in that movie. But yeah, that I mean, just I love when. I mean, yeah, it's fun to watch the like B movie, like you know, uh, um, tro- what is it called? Troll. Uh, oh, what are those Toxic Avenger movies called? Um, Trollman. Oh, you yeah, Trollman. Roger Corman. Like, yeah, that's that's great, great, great. You know, I want my genre films to be treated like with the care of prestige films. And yeah, so, I would. I would absolutely agree. Yeah, Hereditary was great. I don't know if you caught up with Suspiria. Oh my no. god, Joe. 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 Is that a come over to Ray's house sometime and watch it? And- I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That that was a lot. Suspiria was a lot. <laughs> well, I feel like it's one of those things where like there I know there's a list of movies that you have somewhere that's uh like Joe comes over and watches them for the first time and Ray doesn't watch the movie. Ray watches Joe watching the movie. <laughs> I absolutely have that list. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> For multiple people in my life, you're one of them. Yes. I think that. <laughs> well, I'm honored. <laughs> going back a couple years ago, I think uh, The Witch, uh, and then this year, Hereditary and Suspiria, I think those are the holy tri- unholy trilogy of modern witch movies. That's, that's kind of cool. Like, I, I haven't seen two of the three. But if they're yeah. anything like Hereditary, yeah, oh. and they oh. all they all hit that same button that um one of my favorite horror movies, one of my favorite movies, period of, of all time does, which is Rosemary's Baby. So, th- yeah, those three uh, more recent films definitely are in that vein, and I love them so much. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that was, a, and that's the first um horror film that i've seen in a long time and and matt didn't hate it so you know between that and and his new appreciation for like things like the not scary farm i might be able to convert him into a horror lover whoa that would be huge that'd be great oh yeah that like because i used to love those movies but you know he he gets scared very easily so Hmm. um (laughs) yeah and you're you're gonna be you're gonna have the house all to yourself tonight so I want to I want to touch base on Black Panther again. We we mentioned it as you know they're making a big Oscar push. I mean, as you said, for good reason. Uh, That was more than a movie. That was like a cultural movement that we experienced this year, Um, and it and uh, one that actually lived up to the hype. Yeah, no, and and that's like I feel like everybody kind of went in there excited that they were getting the movie but with that little thing in the back of the the mind going please let it be good yes yes it, it was i don't know it, it this could just be hindsight but it, it feels like they put so much into that film that it it had a better than average chance to to do some 
some something to do some cool stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I think I think it had the same anticipation that Wonder Woman did, but I think it had a lot more success with it. Yes, yes. And I mean even the soundtrack, they got Kendrick Lamar to come in and do the soundtrack. I mean the people that they had making the film, writing and directing uh, the cast was amazing. How many of those cast members are now just like part of you know the the, the national conversation around celebrities and and you know like basic star power, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was an amazing like that. That's why it was like more than just a film. It was like an amazing springboard for all this talent that was you know going overlooked. And so now we're aware of all these great like creators and artists and actors and actresses. And yeah, man, that I, my life was like black Panther, like January and February. Right. Like, yeah, was, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I made a shirt. I made a print. Like I, <laughs> yeah, we got a big group to go and see the premiere. And, I mean, not the premiere, see uh, when it opened uh, in Hollywood. Uh, damn, that was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. It was it was it was a a really amazing movie, and it had so much significance behind it mm-hmm. that just mm-hmm. made it even better. Yeah, and and it was really cool to revisit Wakanda in Infinity War. I mean, obviously, we got to talk about Infinity War, right? Well, we we have we have talked. Let Let's be honest. We have talked Infinity War. Yeah, we have we have true. talked Infinity War like we have I, I was going through there's like I think Infinity War is the only time we've had a part two of one of our reviews. <laughs> I mean deservedly so, but yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, I'll say this. We'll move on from Infinity War. I wanna say what's the what it just quickly, what's the one thing that stands out to you still from that movie? What's the lingering thing? Um just the ending, like, because it's not only, not only was it powerful in the film, but it's become so memefied that like, you know, like everybody, like all the time, somebody will say so-and-so I don't feel so good. And <laughs> like, it's a thing. Like it has created a thing. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. Marvel's officially calling it the decimation. Well, and the decimation, like, like anytime somebody says that line, somebody else goes, dude, too soon. Like, and it's really not. <laughs> yeah, I had a similar note. It was for me, the lingering, uh, uh, the thing that I, that I still, you know, hit on when I think of that is, uh, Spider-Man's, uh, death scene. Yeah. Which is, you yeah. know, yeah. The ending in, in general. Yeah. But specifically that shot, um, yeah, man, so good. They we're so spoiled this year. Jeez, we really were. And then, well, we were spoiled, and then nothing. Like that was just weird because they took everything that was supposed to happen in that. Well, I, honestly, you had Black Panther, and then you had Avengers: Infinity War, mm-hmm. and I think everybody was just like, "We're out." Yeah. Because a lot of stuff got moved, and people were like, "We can't, we can't follow this." Yeah, yeah, we can't. We're not topping that. We're not following any of that stuff. No, no, yeah. and and everything that did, like, I think the only thing that may have followed that successfully, and I think it's the last thing on my, you know, win list, mm. is um, Deadpool two. Oh, that's right. How can I forget Deadpool two? Yeah, man, Josh Brolin, jeez, Thanos and Cable this year. 
Yeah. Well, and did we talk about, did we talk about, um, I, I think it's called a very Deadpool Christmas or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Have know. you heard of this? You and I, you and I talked about it, uh, via Facebook messaging. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast. It's basically like the, the child friendly version of Deadpool two told in the, with the conceit of him kidnapping, um, Fred Savage and forcing him to be the kid from uh the that he played in The Princess Bride. Right. Right. That's like the book end. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so that's the that's the conceit. I love that this version of Deadpool 2 exists. Yes. It feels like such an extension of the 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 character itself that they get these crazy ideas with the marketing and with all this stuff and they they just do it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how are they getting away with this stuff? I love it. You know, like, I'm glad they are, but how the heck are they pulling it off? I still go back to the, my, my feeling is, is if this is what they do with all X-Men movies moving forward, I am fine. Yeah. Yeah. Bring, give it to us through the Deadpool universe. That'd be great. Do you have anything else that um, you have to talk about as far as the win column goes? Um, I haven't seen it yet, but I am super excited to see uh, Into the Spider-Verse. It is, it is getting so much hype. It is being called – twice today I've seen it called the best superhero film made yet. Oh, Wow. Yes. That's quite that's quite the praise. And yeah, yes. I'm looking forward to it. It's and it's really been, so been I would, yeah. I wish I could uh gush about it on this episode, but I haven't seen it yet. We're probably gonna do a double feature. We're gonna rewatch Aquaman uh this time in three D and we're gonna catch into the Spider Verse. Yeah, the Spider Verse is definitely gonna be a uh uh vacation watch for Matt and I and okay. uh yeah, and so we'll have to we'll have to do a, a debrief episode because it it sounds like it's it's just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Um, I do have some other things I want to mention, but nothing. I don't know that I would call them wins. Okay. Uh, was there was there anything that you wanted to get to right now, right away? No, I just want to leave a little bit of time to to get excited about 2019. Okay. Um, one thing that I wanted to discuss uh, that I think factored heavily into this year was toxic fandoms. Oh, yeah, yeah. We talked about that quite a bit, and it doesn't seem to go away at all. Right, right. I have a list that includes Rick and Morty fans. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole remake The Last Jedi campaign. Oh, my God. Uh, which, which is laughable, except for the part where uh, Kelly Marie Tran was driven off of uh, social media. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of toxicity around the first female Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Um, and people still calling for the supposed Snyder cut of Justice League. Like, Snyder has these weird, like, like acolytes out there on online. Which there. I'm sorry, that tells you something right there. That did, like to me, that's just that's just evidence to just cut off the limb. They're just convinced that he's a genius. He's just a misunderstood genius that is getting a, a, a raw deal. Ugh. I know. I know. But that was, I mean, that's definitely something, you know, toxic fandoms is something that, that I think is we're going to keep hearing about and experiencing. Going but I do, th- I do think it, it hit like fever pitch this year. I mean, last year we had it with the, the Ghostbusters movie. Mm-hmm. 
But but I think this yeah, year it's right. like they've dug in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another thing that I guess somewhat related uh, is uh, James Gunn getting fired from Guardians of the Galaxy three, mm-hmm. uh, which was due to some some old tweets that he had already apologized for in the past. But you know, conservative media got a hold of it and and put the pressure on D- on Disney and and they went ahead and, and fired him. And he was super gracious about it. Like he was so. Just hey, I understand. This is this is the business, you know. Yeah. Um, on one of uh, Eman's uh, uh, videos on YouTube, um, he talks about his his five top top five choices to replace James Gunn for Guardians of the Galaxy three. And I really like some of his suggestions. One suggestion he made was uh, Philip Lord and, and Chris Miller. Mm-hmm. Who, um, you know, they, I love their stuff. I mean, I wish I had I they could have remained on Solo, but I'm sure probably. Disney does now as well. Um, but, um, <laughs> they made, you know, 21 Jump Street, uh, 22 Jump Street, uh, the Lego movies, uh, Cloud with the Chance of Meatballs. Uh, I just love their storytelling style, and I think that would be cool to see them take on this property. Uh, he named um, Taika Watiti, which I think is an excellent choice, and I think everyone's kind of top choice to take over Guardians. Uh, and I'm not going to spoil who his number one uh, suggestion was, but I really like it. So I would suggest you, you seek out that, that video on YouTube and check it out. That's awesome. Yeah. I definitely want to look into his stuff. Cause I, it sounds like he's, he sounds like he's our people. He is definitely our people. He's, he's cool. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to Spider-Man game for PS4 because so many people I know went nuts over that game. Yes. I'm not a gamer. But, oh, my God, that game got so much love <laughs> over every social media platform that I am on, and I'm on a lot of them. So that's one of those games that I'm like, you know what? I need to experience this. Like, yeah. I just – it's this thing that, I, that I'm that i not a gamer, but I need to venture into that world just to play around and just to, just to say that I took part. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Did you play it? I didn't. I didn't. It's not okay. on um, – it, like – I have my I have my few sets of games and I barely have time to play them, so I try not right, to spend too right. much money on stuff that I'm I know I'm not going to get to for a while. So I will wait until uh, that comes out in you know the, the the sales come and I know I have some time to to dig into it. Yeah, yeah. And then last thing, um, rest in peace, Stan Lee. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, that's huge. Uh, and it, it's so cool to see how many people know who Stan Lee is now because of, you know, the success of, of the MCU. Um, I talked to students, specifically art students, but I, I talked to high school students from all over for a living. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just, it's really fun and funny to say, you know, I, I grew up into comic books and, you know, you guys all know who freaking Thor is now. <laughs> like, you know, you guys, you guys know who the damn watchers are and like the collector and like really out there stuff. And it's, you know, it's kind of cool to see like, yeah, this is the thing that I was into. And my parents were like, what? And now my mom's like, are we going to go see Ragnarok? So, uh, and you know, a lot of it is due to, to Stan Lee. And so uh, we knew it was coming. Like we knew he had been sick. Uh, so it wasn't, I don't think it was a surprise to anyone, but it just like, what a time for him to, you know, to kind of take, to, for everyone to take note and take stock of, of his life and like what he was able to, to do with the help of like all those amazing artists that, that he worked with. Yeah, 
yeah, absolutely. He's he he is going to be missed. Um but he has definitely touched a lot of lives. I mean, oh my god, man. So many. Uh so cool. I it's funny I in preparing for the show, I was like, I don't have anything. And then I did some research and I was like, oh my God, there's so much. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of uh, how we, that's kind of how we roll. <laughs> yeah. Right. This is what happens when I do my, uh, my homework. Um, let's, let's really quickly take a look ahead and see at all the, all the riches and spoils that are coming our way uh, next year. All right. I'm just going down the, the, the list that I'm going to have the rotten tomatoes list. Awesome. Um, for, for, January, I am beyond excited for Glass. Yes. I, I still haven't caught up with um, Split. Yeah, I have to watch Split this break. That's on okay. my list to do. Things to okay, do. cool. But yeah, I'm excited for Glass too. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, was there anything else in the January slot you were looking for? Nope. <laughs> okay. Big All nope. right. If February, Lego Movie 2, for me, that's going to be a watch it when it comes out on on streaming you know um, I, I rewatched the first lego movie literally like two days ago and i forgot mm-hmm. how freaking fun that movie is um so yeah it's just a i have nothing else to do let's watch the lego movie yeah absolutely i that that's something that i need to put into my rotation because it was the only the second time i had seen it since it came out and holy shit that movie's fun so i'm excited about lego movie too as well um, in March, we get Captain Marvel. I'm so excited. I probably am more excited about this than anything else just because it's completely different. And I know, I already know that Endgame is going to be epic and amazing, but this is going to be a different epic and amazing. And I, I just, I want to experience it. Yeah. We kind of don't know what to expect and I'm, I'm equally excited about that. Yeah. And it's so fast in March already. Jeez. Now, I'm going to point it out. I am not going to say that I'm excited about it. But I'm just going to point it out because you will see where I'm going with this as we get further into the um, list. Uh, Dumbo is coming out in March, the, the yeah. live-action Dumbo, which I don't know if you've heard, but both between Dumbo and – well, I'll, I'll, save, I'll save my commentary for that. <laughs> So then April, we have Shazam. Are we excited about Shazam? I'm not excited about Shazam. I I wish DC and, and this property well. Um, I don't connect with Zachary Levy at all. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. The, the fake muscle look just looks weird to me. Uh, it it takes me out of, of any scene that, that that fake muscle suit is in. Um, uh-huh. Like how are you gonna how are you gonna diss Chris Hemsworth like that and all the work that he puts into beefing up for Thor? You know, really, You're just gonna put on a suit? No, that's not allowed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it might be fun, and you know, if I hear if I hear good reviews early, I, I will be checking it out. Yeah, I, I'm. It's it's <laughs> it's DC, yep. so there's that little voice in, in the back of my head. Little, how are they going to fuck this one up? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of, that's kind of where I exist. Um, following that is pet cemetery, which falls into the category of your remakes that, why are we doing? Oh that? my God. I didn't even know this was being remade. What the hell? Yep. John Lithgow. What are you doing in this? Really? John Lithgow got to eat, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, followed by Hellboy, which 
I want to be excited about. Yeah. I like David Harbour. I do as well. This is a movie that I'm actually excited about. And I feel like my expectations are a little bit off kilter from, from what I've been reading about online. Um, I know Neil Marshall's films. He is not Guillermo del Toro. As a matter of fact, I would go so far as to say Guillermo del Toro's take on Hellboy was not ever Hellboy from the comics. Mm -hmm. This, so far from what I've seen in the trailer, feels much more like the Hellboy comics. And I'm excited about that. Not that I'm hating on the previous two films. I really enjoyed them. But it was a more fantasy thing. It was definitely Guillermo del Toro's, you know, version of Hellboy. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm really excited about this one. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, but then at the end of April, we get oh Avengers Endgame. <gasps> oh my god. Oh no, I'm sorry. The beginning of May. The beginning of May. My apology. May third. No, they changed it. But did they? Yes, they did. This this list came out before they changed it. It's changed. It's been changed to um, April twenty sixth. Okay, so I am right. It was April. Yes, I thought it was April. Yes, it's April. And then I rolled down. I'm like, man. They moved it up. They moved it up a week. I don't know. It's going to be going up against. Uh, <laughs> um, no, it's not going up against anything. Everybody cleared the slot. Hell There's the yeah. select move. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get in the way of that buzzsaw. Joe, this, this, I don't know if you follow any of, of, of these these actors on Twitter, but. Chris Evans is a great Twitter follow. You, if you're listening, I've, I've heard on Twitter. Please follow Chris Evans if you're not already. He, some of the stuff he posts gets me so hyped, and and he's been a great kind of uh, source of just like hype for Endgame. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just you know he's like it's nothing you've ever seen. You guys don't even know what to expect. Like you know what we did with this. I'm just like yes, man, bring it on. This this. Oh my god, we've never seen anything like this. No, this is this is this is truly a one of a kind event. Like <sighs> Yeah, and it, they're pulling it, it off. And it, and it's it's like it's 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 just like I would I would say it is culturally significant. And that yeah. that sounds ridiculous when you're talking about a comic book movie, but what they have done with this franchise is is amazing. You're not supposed to be able to do this. No. And they did it. Look at DC. Look at Warner Brothers. You're not supposed to be able to do this. It's really <laughs> hard to do this. And they've, they're watching somebody do it over at DC. And they still yeah, can't do it. Yeah, they still can't do it. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. May brings us brings us to Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Which I am only mentioning because it's got Ryan Reynolds in it. And at this point, I don't think Ryan Reynolds can do anything wrong. This may be this may be it. This this may be the 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 stone in the path that trips him yeah. up. But not I, Ryan I will watch at, it. Not Ryan Reynolds as like the human, you know, you know, sidekick. Not Ryan Reynolds as like grown up Ash or anything like that. Ryan Reynolds as the voice of Pikachu. Yeah, which is such an odd choice. When I first saw this, I was like, is this a joke? Like, is this a real thing that's happening? And it, it totally is. It is. It is. And I, I'm enough of a Pokemon fan that I will I will do this. Um, John Wick, have you watched the John Wick movies? I watched the first one. It was a, it was fun. It was silly and fun. But it, it's that's not my cup of tea. It's not something that I'm like, you know, just can't wait for more of that. 
you know, stuff. It, it okay, cool. then I'm not going to worry about it because I like you're going to have to like you would have to pay me a lot of money to go see Keanu Reeves in another movie. I just no. <laughs> yes, I am that that actor snob that's like no, I do not I do not want to see yeah, Keanu yeah. Reeves. On Super street. nice guy, wishing the best. Yeah, I'm good. You mm-hmm. ruined you ruined Dracula. I'm good. Um, now they have Rocket Man here. Is this the same Rocket Man that we had? Oh, it's a biopic on Elton John. Okay. I was going to say, I don't know what this is. I thought it was going to be a remake of Rocket Man. And I'm like, here's another example of your uh, oh, unnecessary remake. remakes that we don't need. But but it's not. It's it's about Elton John. So I'm okay with it. Who's kind of a superhero. Anyway, go on. <laughs> Moving on. It's true. All right. So then, again, not supporting it, not saying anything about it. I'm just going to put it out there. On May 24th, you get Aladdin, the live-action series. What? Or the live-action What is your series. take on these, Joe? I've got I've to ask. Well, I'm, I'm like, let's, let's hold off <laughs> until we get the full picture. Okay. And then, we'll, <laughs> and then we'll, we'll, we'll settle back down. So okay. we got Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Are you a Godzilla person? I am a Godzilla person. I am. I grew up watching them. Uh, I remember watching them as a kid and freaking out about the original uh, you know, Japanese uh, films with the, with the bad you know, English dub. Um, I was beyond excited for Gareth Edwards, uh, kind of reboot remake and disappointed. Um, but it's one of those things where I think my hype got the best of me and I haven't given Mm -hmm. it a chance to rewatch it for just cool, dumb, like monster stuff. And I think if I did that, I'd probably enjoy it more than I did the first time. But yes, I'm, I'm hyped for this one, uh, just cause it's a bunch of big monsters beating the hell out of each other. It looks like it's going to be fun. Yeah, I can get behind that yeah. one. So June June brings us Dark Phoenix. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. What's that even going to be? Why are they still making these? Didn't Marvel buy the X-Men? Anyway. <laughs> because they think so much money has got like anything, so much money has gone into it that they just have to get them out there to recoup some of that loss. But I honestly, this is my preview. This is this is my my fatalist prediction. Dark Phoenix is going to come out. We're going to be writing. It's, it's going to be. It's going to be the opposite effect of what happened when Age of Apocalypse came out, because Age of the Apocalypse came out right after Batman versus Superman, and everybody was like, "Okay, okay, well, well you know what? Not great, but better than that." Yeah. Dark Phoenix is on the other end of the spectrum. It's going to be coming out after Infinity uh, uh, Avengers Endgame. Holy shit, you're right. So I don't think this has. Any like this, as far as I can see, is the first superhero movie to come out after um, Avengers Endgame. I don't oh think it's gonna it's, it's gonna get panned. That is an and, and, excellent point. And this is my 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 feeling. What's gonna happen is is it's gonna do so poorly that they're just not gonna release new new warrior new mutants <laughs> and and I will be fine and I will never have oh. to see it. And have it affect my life. You have wow! I love how you arrived at your dream scenario. <laughs> I have to say, I, I can't argue with any of that logic. That's a, this movie's fucking chum. This is getting thrown to the sharks. Yeah. After after Avengers Endgame, are you kidding? Yeah, and it's I'm, well, it's going to be painful. This, yeah, I'm looking at this screenshot of the trailer, and you know, with every film. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence gets lazier and lazier with the with the mystique makeup. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, nope, I'm not sitting two hours for that. Like, just no. put some spots on my head. She's got like an 
like a, a what, what, an alien nation kind of <laughs> right like what yeah, is that yeah. what am i looking at oh dark phoenix jeez yeah um, it's gonna think... go ahead go ahead no, no go ahead I just saw. Sorry, I just I just scrolled down and saw that we're getting more Men in Black for some reason. Well, we're getting Men in Black International with Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson, which I've oh, heard. That's why. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I've actually heard that people are saying that the two of them are just having a fun time, and that it's going to be one of those movies that you go watch. It's kind of like watching the, um, uh, Twenty One Jump Street movies, like. Yeah. Yeah. You're just going to go to see them fool around with each other and, and have fun. And that's the enjoyment of the movie. So I'm, I'm in for that one. Yeah. Yeah. This is diabolical because exactly. I'm like fucking men in black. Why are we still? And then you had me at Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. I'm like, Oh yeah. God damn it. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm reaching. What, why is my wallet already in my hand right now? Like what's going on? Yeah. Then we get sure. shaft, which Sam Samuel L. Jackson is, uh, He's doing some stuff. Yeah, he is. He's he fucking works hard, man. I like that we got Alexandra Ship in this too. That's gonna that's cool. I like. Her. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Like we were talking about remakes. Is is this okay? I think so. I think it, it, it's like you know what you're getting. Like you know what Shaft is. You know, like it's gonna be fun. It's. I think that's fine. Um. Next up is Toy Story Four. Yeah, which I I'm I'm down. It's how the hell are you going to continue from Toy Story the ending of Toy Story Three? Though? It's true. It's true. That was like someone pointed out to me once about how the stakes are raised in each Toy Story. You know, to the point where you know at the end of the first one, it's like, oh no, you know, someone's going to get lost or accidentally donated, and then the second one was like, oh no, like you know they're they're going to be stolen and, you know, put in a museum or whatnot. And the third one, they literally escape hell, like obliteration, mm-hmm. like in every sense of the word, like, you know, uh, it was like existential almost the end of the third one. Yeah. They're like saying goodbye. They're saying tearful goodbyes to each other, <laughs> like in the, you know, before they drop into, into hell, basically. Um, wow. I mean, I guess, you know, if anyone's going to pull it off, it's going to be Pixar. Right. I'm kind of, Ooh, that makes me a little nervous. Well, I, I think, you know, uh, I after Toy Story 3, I would think that they're not going to make Toy Story 4 unless they can keep it on par. I'm hopeful. Yeah. I'm hopeful. Yeah. I, there's some other diabolical planning here because after, you know, after the, the everyone feasts on the remains of Dark Phoenix um, – Spider-Man Far From Home comes out and and makes us all realize okay we can do like <laughs> there 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 are yes. there are there are good films again and yes, yes and like Spider-Man like comes in like the cavalry and like saves the day like <laughs> I I, um, I I weep I weep for the X-Men franchise next year like it's gonna it's good like like you know that you know those like I I forget the movie but there's there's a movie where somebody's just pounding on somebody and one of the people watching is like, stop, stop, don't do it. Like, that's how I'm going to feel with Phoenix. Like, it's just going to be painful to watch. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be awkward when the mutants walks into the room. Uh, Spider-Man far from home 
it's gonna be good. I'm excited. Like we get three, you get three Marvel Universe movies next yeah, year. That's it's right. kind of crazy. By July. By July. You know what else also is in July? The Lion King live action film. Ray, why? Why do we have Dumbo, Aladdin, and The Lion King live action, which not really, not really, because it's all, all CGI, which last time I checked was animated. So how can you claim it to be live action? This is... This is more detailed animation, Joe. Why do we need <laughs> this? Why does this need to be a thing? Oh, my God. Um, you know, I, for one, enjoyed The Jungle Book. So I, <laughs> maybe I'm not the one <laughs> to answer that for you. Um I'm, I stayed the hell away from Alice in Wonderland, which looked that was like, bad. A wreck, like a train wreck from a mile away. Tim Burton's doing Dumbo, which I'm not, I, whatever. I'm not, that's not either, that's not bothering me and it's not intriguing me. Um, Aladdin looks like it could be a disaster. I just, like, I. Did you see the I, shot of Will Smith as Genie? No. You had, Joe, please Google that right now. It is Will Smith as the genie. Will and Smith. I'm scared, Ray. <laughs> Joe, this movie looks like it could be a disaster. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. It's- so they're doing that. That's that's the look. That's what they're doing. Uh... Apparently, there's hip-hop elements no! 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 I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. Oh God! Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, now, from what I've heard, that is not his look the entire film. That he is animated for most of the film, but he does take human form at one, for one scene, and that, okay. that is what he's going to look like in that scene. Ray, I, I remember how earlier we were talking about so bad it's good. Oh, oh no. This may actually do that. Like, I think this is going to be a full U-turn movie, my friend. Oh, my God. If you're telling me, if you're telling me Will Smith looks like that. Yeah. And there's going to be rapping in it. Yeah, hip-hop elements. I mean, whatever that means. Oh my god. I know this... man. I know. I know. Oh. So all, all this to say that I will be there for Lion King on opening day with ticket in hand and tears shrink wrapped and ready ready to, to flow. Um, will you really? But, yeah, man. Heck yeah. All right. Donald, well then ma- Donald, maybe Donald maybe... Glover and Beyonce voicing the two main characters. Like that's it. That's it. It's like, okay, I get it, Disney. You rule the world. Okay, fine. Fine. Take my goddamn money. All right, um, maybe maybe my maybe my my inner child's just died because I just don't I just <laughs> like like I have no interest in live action Disney remakes. None. Yeah. None at all. You know you know what I liked about Jungle Book was that like I really won't as much as I loved that film when I was a kid, I won't sit down and put on the animated Jungle Book now. I won't. I can't sit through that. But uh-huh. the live action the the, well, the, the computer generated 
animation <laughs> version uh-huh. gave, gave me an excuse to watch that again. And, you know, I enjoyed it. I sat through it, you know, and I was like, okay, cool. Have I seen it since? No. But it was like, oh, it's cool to revisit this, you know, and it's it's the same but different. And I think the same thing is going to be with Lion King. So, you know, it, they don't know what they're doing, man. Come on. They're smart. They, Disney's that there are future overlords. Come on. That's, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like they know what they're doing. All right. All right. Well, it'll, yeah. it'll make money. It's just not going to get mine. Um, August, <laughs> August will be like, I still, I still don't think the new mutants is going to happen. Right. Like, yeah. Like they've been stringing this along for so long that, that I just, I can't take it emotionally anymore. Yeah. And, um, and so if it happens, we'll do it together. If, if it doesn't happen, it'll be because dark Phoenix is like sprawled over the, the movie floor. Like, <laughs> Yeah, hanging in effigy. Um, yeah, I, I, I wonder what the odds are in Vegas on this movie coming out. Uh, that, <laughs> that thing. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm right there with you. Um, um, we also get The Grudge, which I will just read the blurb because it kind of fits the theme of today and some of your concerns. A remake of the American remake of the Japanese horror favorite. <laughs> oh, God. That is really the first sentence. Yeah, <laughs> that, is, that is the first sentence. A remake of the American remake of the Japanese horror favorite. That's all you need to know about that film. Um, <laughs> it's chapter two. Oh, that's in I September. I forgot about that. That's right. I'll have to go back and rewatch the first one. I actually liked it. I was never a fan of the uh, the television series, although I know it's got it's got its it's called following. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the movie was cool. It, it, it was suitably scary. It, it did its job. It was fun and scary, and I liked it. And I'm glad we're getting a, a part two, which which makes sense because the you know the original novel is so long that they, they yeah. and it takes place in, in the past and present. So cool. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Then Downton Abbey the movie, which I don't know if you're a Downton Abbey fan, but I'm I'm there. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> did you ever watch those? Is it the same thing as Downtown Abbey that show that everyone like? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you did you seriously not give it a try, Ray? No, I didn't. I never did. Yeah, I I think I think you would be suitably impressed. It is really? it is exceedingly well done. Yeah, looks, no, I, I I felt the same way. Okay, it looks very. It, British. it looks boring. It looks very British. It, it is very British. It looks it looks boring as hell. Like when my husband said we're gonna watch this, I was like, what? Why? But no, it is actually it is charming. It is wonderful. Maggie Smith is amazing, mm. and there's a lot of class power stuff in it that I think you would really enjoy and appreciate. Huh. Okay. I I think I think this holiday season you need to watch two or three episodes of, of Downton Abbey and see and see if you, okay. you latch on. Now is now is the time for that. I I will definitely be fitting in some couch time. So yeah, all right, that'll go in the queue. Um. Oh God, we're getting the Angry Birds movie too. That's all I'll say about that. Um, yeah, but we also are getting Zombieland. Too. Oh, did you like the first one? I didn't mind it. Okay. <laughs> they should put that on the poster as well. <laughs> Joe Hogan didn't mind it. Um, well, I have, I have, I am, I am a zombie movie snob, and so. I enjoyed it. Like I thought it was enjoyable. 
but I wasn't like, oh my god, it's zombie movie. Like, you know, and I think after I, I think that The Walking Dead has kind of beat the zombie in, the enjoyment I get out of zombie movies yeah. kind of just out of me. Yeah. Like I just stop, I feel stop. like everything's it's already undead. <laughs> 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 yeah, I just like, there's nothing else to be done. Like everything that you can do with the zombie movie has been done at this point. And so like I'll probably go see it, but I'm not I'm not terribly excited about yeah. it. Yeah, it's, but you know what though? You are you're right. You are a zombie movie snob. So for you to say you didn't mind it, that's that's probably pretty good on most other people's you know uh, uh, scales. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Gemini Man sounds cool. I hadn't heard of this, and at first, it, it all, I'll, I'll just list all of the buzzwords that sold me on this film just now as I'm learning about it just now. It's called Gemini Man. I'm a Gemini. It's directed by Ang Lee. Okay. Starring Will Smith, uh, I don't know, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I'm there. Clive Owen, I'm there. And then it's a it's a sci-fi thriller with shades of Ryan Johnson's Looper, one of my favorite movies of all time. So yeah, it's I'm good. like, yes, uh, sold, done, I'm there. Can't wait to see the... I'm, I'm calling it now, Ray, the um, March Academy Awards in 2020. It's going to have multiple references of Will Smith in both Gemini Man and Aladdin. <laughs> and they will not be they will not be pulling punches. I can't believe you and I haven't done a, a like an Oscars watching party get together thing. <laughs> the one year I proposed it we were boycotting. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Oscars so white. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Hey, you know, that shit works. Um <laughs> uh, after that we have to say they'll literally snatch the best picture award out of one, one movie's had and give it to the, the right one. Uh, okay after that was oh, okay yeah you were at uh, Todd Phillips Joker movie what yeah. is that gonna what Robert De Niro's in that now too I just what is DC doing I, I I picture I picture there's somewhere on in the DC offices there is a, a very tired and beaten man with his head kind of held between his legs just like going God what have I done <laughs> like like the the person who said that this was going to be a good idea like just the whole DC universe films he's just like he regrets it and he knows that. He's not going to the good place when he does. Yeah, this is getting into the territory of like, like obscure, like uh, arty superhero movies for like the film snobs, the intellectual film snobs that are like they just get off on like Brian De Palma, like you know early films and shit. It's, but why? Like what? That's that's like fifteen dudes, you know, that like dropped out of. Film school, like, why? Why are you making this? Like, isn't Todd Phillips a comedy director? Like, I don't. Okay. Yeah, I don't and know. it's like so soon after like Jared Leto's take that didn't go over well, and they're telling a Joker origin story without Batman. Like, what are you doing? Todd Phillips has did Old School and the Hangover trilogy. Oh, yeah, and he's doing okay. the Joker. All right, this is not gonna. End All right, well. DC. All right. Um. <laughs> Um, 
just finishing up, we've got the Adams Family, which is done by uh, the same group that that brought us uh, Sausage Party. This- <laughs> That's hilarious. This is what I'm talking about when I say we're spoiled, and when I'm talking about like genre filmmaking. Like I hear so- Adams Family, and I'm like, no, no, not I'm not I miss that boat. You know, uh, no. And then starring Oscar Isaac, what? Charlize Theron. Chloe Grace Moore, like whoa, like what are these people like? Yeah, yeah. Wow, we're getting we're getting in the Adam family with this level of like actors and like filmmakers. That's insane. If you're if you're yeah. a huge like Adam uh, Adam family like freak like fan, this is great. This movie is actually like being made. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a little bit. Insane. It is. Wow. Are you gonna? <laughs> um, we have we have Charlie's Angels in November. Wait, 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 wait. With wait. Uh, <laughs> I want to go back up. one. I think you were the first one to point this out to me that Tom Hanks is playing Fred Rogers. Oh yeah, do that. Rogers, they like Tom Hanks is just trolling everyone who hates him for his Tom Hanksiness. <laughs> Yeah, because you couldn't you couldn't possibly get more like I like when I when I saw this I think I sent you a picture like the the whole like oh Tom Hanks is gonna play Mister Rogers and I, I think my my caption to the picture was of course he is of course he is like of course like he is. Tom Hanks like reading online going like you know I don't like Tom Hanks who do you think who do you think he is fucking Fred Rogers and he goes oh yeah motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> all right I'll show you. <laughs> Charlie's Angels in November is going to be directed by Elizabeth Banks. That's cool. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I think it'll like, I think it'll be different. Like, I think this is a property that actually can be remade with a a, a, a woman director, mm-hmm. and and we will get something different. Yeah. And so, okay, yes, we'll take the remake. Starring Lupita Nyong'o, which yes. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> um, an untitled Terminator project with Arnold Schwarzenegger. God, at this point, it's not even, they're not even bothered titling them. This is untitled Terminator. I don't know. Something, <laughs> something with a Terminator. Oh, Lindell Hamilton's in it too. God, something, something with time travel that just is going to confuse you. Un- uh, chasing each- at this point, chasing each other around in their walkers. Yeah. Terminator. Unnecessary time travel. That's, I think, what's going to be um, um, Kingsman three directed by Matthew Vaughn. I haven't seen Kingsman two. Have you seen Kingsman two? You know 2? what? I didn't. I heard a lot of good things about it. I liked the first one. It was just one of those ones that I said, okay, I'll watch that when it comes out. And this semester has been so crazy that I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch it. But um, I love Matthew Vaughn as a filmmaker. Uh, everything from you know, he actually helped Guy Ritchie produce um, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch, and he directed Layer Cake, which I love. Um, you know, of course, you know, he went on to make um, uh, X-Men First Class, which I love. He made uh, Kick-Ass, uh, the first one. Uh, he also made – what's that fantasy one that is always I, – I, I love comparing that to Princess Bride. Um, oh, that's going to bug me. Uh, but, yeah, I, I really like Matthew Vaughn as a filmmaker. So, cool. Kingsman 3, I'm sure I'll catch up with it. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog has never been my jam, but we're a geek podcast, so we'll mention it. Oh my god, they're making a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, next year is just like like listen to. I don't know that all of these are going to actually get made. I really have my doubts about some of these last ones that we've mentioned because it is later in the year, and they're either going to get pushed off. But I mean, there's one coming up which I'm like, WTF, Ray? Um, Frozen Two, if Disney's your jam. Uh, Jumanji Two, if Dwayne Johnson's your jam. Yeah. But then Masters of the Universe. What? Whoa. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, I just haven't heard anything about it, which makes me a little scared. Huh. Why Why huh. isn't this being hyped? This is going to be one of those where they do it, and then people are like, no, that was that was not so bad it's good. That was just bad. Yeah. I, I'm worried because we haven't heard anything about this. Maybe, maybe I'm just not in the circle that's hearing about these, but huh. – I'm gonna have to deep dive into this later because Masters of the Universe was my jam when I was four years old. Oh yeah, I loved it. Huh. You know, I I years ago. I mean, this is like maybe mid two thousands. I um, stumbled across this little corner of the internet where they had somebody had had uploaded all these concept art materials and developed like visual development artwork for when the, the last time they were trying to get a Masters of the Universe film made. And apparently it was this one guy who was a, uh, he worked in the film industry and he was a concept artist and he had this vision for this Masters of the Universe film. Um, I think it was covered on, do you remember Latino Film Review or Latino Review? It was a, like, mm-hmm. a popular site back in the day. But, um, and I just looking at the artwork got me so excited for it because they took this this Lord of the Rings type approach to to Masters of the Universe and kind of like the mythology of that story, and I thought like, oh, imagine like Skeletor, like one of the Ring Wraiths, like but like Skeletor. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that could be so cool. And then of course it fizzled out because you know that's what happens. Um, so that's the honestly it, it, that comes to mind when I'm oh, like it could be cool, but it could you know, very likely be shitty. Yeah. Well, there's no way it's getting, there's no way it's getting done in 2019 because it doesn't even have starring yet. And it's slotted to open on December 18th and we're getting right. the, the final star Wars movie on December 20th. There, it is not a, it, like it, it will be at the very oh least pushed back until 2020. This is an old list. There is no way that that is going to be opening when they say it's going to be opening. It's just not. That's so true. That's very, yeah, that's, that's really uh, uh, insightful of you to notice that those dates there and how you're right. There's no way they would throw this out there. Two days before Star Wars episode. Well, and they also have they also have Wicked opening that weekend, and like this oh, is going to cause many relationships to end. <laughs> and by many, you mean yours? Oh no! Oh no! 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 That's like like Matt could take or leave both Star Wars and Wicked. So, oh, well, where are you going to be then? You're going to be the one who split. You know what? I like Wicked. I don't love Wicked. Like I, uh, I appreciate Wicked for what it is, but I can see it the following weekend. That is not gonna like. I know how really? it ends. <laughs> yeah. The following weekend, arguably, arguably the most hotly anticipated Broadway adaptation of the last twenty years, according to this old article. <laughs> it's Wicked. <laughs> like I've seen it. I've seen it in the theaters. 
the 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 Broadway shows translated to movies never turn out all that well to begin with. The fact that if they really do release it, it on the same weekend as Star Wars, it's going to do abysmally in the box office. Like, yeah. This is why you're one of my favorite people, Joe, because you're a snob about two things, musical theater and zombie movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, wow. Star Wars Episode Nine. I'm nervous about this movie. Why? Because one, Star Wars fatigue. Okay. It's, it's the first Star Wars movie we're getting after Solo. And I feel like the choice to give this back to J.J. Abrams, which was not the plan originally, but I feel like the choice to give it back to him after Ryan Johnson's movie is is like a like a um, kind of a hedging their bets, you know, like oh we we got too ambitious there, and and you know the the alt right Star Wars fans didn't like it. So let's let's retreat into safe, familiar territory. Like everyone complained about JJ's, you know, first film, uh, uh, episode uh, seven, of what being too safe, too familiar, right, too rooted in in the originals, and so then they get, you know, from from a, a small vocal segment of the fandom, they get the opposite reaction for the next film, and so I just feel like this to me, it just feels like a bad sign that they went back to JJ. Yeah. I, I, my feeling is at this point, I love star Wars, but this is one where the fandoms kind of just kind of ruined it for me. Mm. I got, I got to say like, I mean, Mm. like I, I don't want to be excited about it because Mm. I, 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 all I, all I hear are the, the loud minority screaming at what they're getting. Like, like it, it truly is the worst fandom out there. And, and it's unfortunate because I think it's meant so much to so many people, but at this point that I think the body needs to die so that the virus can, you know, go extinct. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer, right? That you can you feel bad about getting excited or supporting something that you love so much because people have ruined it. Yeah, I mean it. it re- and it really is that. It's like I don't, I don't. Uh, I feel like I feel like it, it brings too much pain to too many people, and and it, it's it's really soured me on on the entire franchise. Yeah, yeah, that's. Um, but you know, we'll be there. Yeah, we'll still watch it, and I mean, yeah. we'll 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 either be at this time next year, we will either be going, you know, it ended well, and and we're okay with it, or yeah, it, they they caved. Yeah, you know, those are the those are really the only two options I see happening is they the you know we were satisfied with the ending or they caved. Yeah, yeah, totally. So we'll we'll find out. <laughs> I'm I'm exhausted. Dude, 2019 is going to be a beast. Yeah, no kidding. God, I was, I'm, I'm not done being exhausted from this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least, we, but again, at least we had a break. <laughs> yeah, this has been, I mean, it's fitting, right, that this end of year um, episode is massive. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you uh, Do you have any shout outs to give out uh, this? 
I do, and I had mentioned kind of towards the beginning of our um, our show that you caused quite a, quite a stir, sir. Oh damn it! I know you. I don't. You don't go on Slack enough. What did I say now? Well, you mentioned that. Um, you mentioned that there there was a theory out there that the Thor two there's a, a chalkboard in Thor yes. two yes. that has you sent our fans into like a fangirl spiral. Oh my and god! And they the they are listing things on the Geekitude Slack channel and articles, <laughs> and Rob got involved and like. They they were having so much fun with this, oh, I and love it. <laughs> so just a shout out to our wonderful listeners. Like God. the fact that our our listener Matt got so just beside himself happy with all of it. I love made it. Me it it made my day, and I was bummed because it was one of those days where I'm just having so much going on that I couldn't really jump into the conversation. <laughs> but but Matt was just losing it and throwing all this stuff in. Oh, that's the best. That's the, I love that. We, let me tell you, uh, Matt. Awesome. Thank you so much for contributing for, uh, and uh, I love you all because I am you, right? Like this is what we do. Uh, I spend so much time geeking out about this stuff and following these little story threads. They, they, they're so interesting to me. Um, and I never get tired of them. It's so cool to hear that other people are, are, you know, interested in that stuff as well. My coworkers and I just really geek out about this stuff. So we're all, you know, you, you're my people. <laughs> this is great. I love it. I'm, I'm always, I just expect, you know, most people to just kind of like lose interest or it gets a bit too tedious. Some of the minutiae, some of these, you know, kind of hidden Easter eggs and, and hints and possibilities. But when you find, you know, your, your, your fandom, you know, that is just like, like-minded and, and all, and there for all of it. It's such a cool feeling. Yeah, definitely. So, so thank you, Matt and Rob for getting, I, Katie jumped in at one point. I think Steph was in there for a while. Um, but like <laughs> pages, Matt, or pages, Ray, pages of stuff. Well, if, if my shout out fits in perfectly with this then, because uh, I have found another <laughs> of our people um my shout out goes to uh emmanuel noisette who like i've mentioned uh, a lot in this episode uh he's eman of eman's movie reviews on youtube if you love following this stuff and these theories oh my god um he has got so much of this stuff on his channel on youtube check it out he's a chicago uh film critic who does a lot of cool stuff on YouTube. And I actually created a playlist of his videos just focusing on his uh, Infinity War and Endgame theories. And Is that something the- you can throw into the, yes. into the show notes? Absolutely. I already shared it with my coworkers today. So it's, it's, it's 11 videos that are about anywhere from 7 to 10 minutes or 7 to 11 minutes each. And uh, it starts – now, mind you – some of these theories he comes up with, I mean, these go way back. And a lot of this stuff, he's very close to what actually happens, or in a lot of cases, he actually is right. Um, and so along the way, he will adjust his theories as you know new movies are released. And he's like, oh, okay, that kind of happened the way I expected, or not quite, or whatever. And and so, but if you start at the beginning, or at least where, where I decided to start, um, 
it's it's so much fun to kind of track how he's pulling in all these little tidbits uh, from the different movies, and he includes hints that the filmmakers give in interviews, and it's all included in the same video and edited together, so you can see where the threads that he's pulling from and how he's weaving together these these, these uh, theories of his. It's it's amazing, so much fun. He does such a great job. I'm so happy that I that I came across his his stuff on YouTube. Check it out. So shout out to to Emmanuel. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send you the link so you can include it for people to follow. It's it's so cool. Very cool. Well, normally this is our last episode of the season, but we are going to come back for one more in, 20, um, in 2019. 18, yes. And we're going to do Aquaman next week and make sure that we get that out there for us before the year is out. Yeah, awesome. Can't wait for that. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geek2Toot is a proud member of the Geek2Geek Network. Check out other Geek2Geek shows, such as the Geek2Geek Podcast, Geek Fitness, and Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. And make sure to join our Reddit community at r forward slash Geek2GeekCast. You can currently find us at geek2Toot.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcasters out there, please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. And Ray, where can we find you? As always, you can find me across various social media platforms at username RayVargas3. Uh, that's R-A-Y-V-A-R-G-A-S, the number three. Uh, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, uh, and that's my website as well. So if you go to raveartist3.com, you can see some of my artwork. Perfect. And on that note, thank you for sitting through this exceedingly long of the year episode. <laughs> but we've had fun recording it for you. And until next time, remember this week, keep it geek. The Red Legion took away our home. Dominus Gaul has stolen our light. But from the ashes, a fire team of guardians rise to. Guardian down. Wait, wait, wait. Who was that? Uh, Titan, no jump good. This is Happy Hour from the Tower. I'm T. I'm Nick. I'm Brandon. And we're going to talk about all things Destiny. Why we play. Why we love punching aliens in the face. And why T's aim needs a little bit of work. Have you got that? Say you've got it. See something! A podcast for players of all levels. Find Happy Hour from the Tower on iTunes, Stitcher, or at happyhourfromthetower.com. Eyes up, Guardian. Time to give up the ghost. It's Happy Hour from the Tower. First round's on us. That theme song means it is once again time to promo the Geek Wolf Pack Podcast. I'm your Papa Wolf, Nick Kelly. And I'm your Mama Wolf, Stacia Kelly. And I'm Thermal Wolf, Brandon Kelly. Here on the podcast, we're just a couple of generations geeking out and sharing what we think we think. We'll share the latest nerd news and sci-fi happenings. Looking for life hacks? I'll tell you if there's an app for that. And I'll give you the latest from a gamer's point of view. Plus, every episode includes some of what we like to call ADHD D&D. I'm a healer, and I killed a dragon. Spoilers. <laughs> so join us here at the Geek Wolfpack Podcast. Join us on iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, or wherever you find your podcasts, or simply at geekwolfpackpodcast.com. And as always, geek out. <laughs>